This episode of the e-commerce playbook podcast is brought to you by Yotpo. If you thought Yotpo was just a review app, you were wrong. Launch subscriptions on your Shopify store with Yotpo subscriptions. Go check that out by searching Yotpo subscription in the Shopify app store or just follow the link in our show notes. Hello and welcome to the e-commerce playbook podcast. My name is Andrew Ferris. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the show. Today on the show, I want to talk about a topic near and dear to my heart in the world of marketing, and that's messaging clarity. Um, This is something that I've talked about a lot before, I think, uh, but it is so important and so easy to miss, even when it's on your mind. It's easy to miss in the midst of the everyday of life when generating assets, just getting as clear as possible on... um, the value propositions around your product. So I want to talk about that. I want to talk about marketing messaging, how that lives on your website, in your ads, everywhere you go, when the world is getting more difficult, when there are more headwinds in marketing, uh, in advertising, as there are right now, there's no time where it's more important to be good. And that I think starts here, with getting clear in your messaging. Let's dive in. So the thing that I really want to talk about today is is such an important topic in marketing, um, and it's a little bit more uh, qualitative and not quantitative, and it's just on the topic of messaging and how you put together great messaging. Um, what I what I really the only thing that I that I want to say in this podcast episode is you have to know what you are selling with total clarity. And then in order to sell it well, you have to communicate that one thing more and better than anything else. That's it. It's The point is, uh, there is something at the center of your marketing communication. There's some idea at the center of what you're selling, some value, you know, and the concept of unique value proposition is helpful here. There's some unique value proposition to your product or to your thing that um, that is the most important thing that you're selling. And if you want to effectively communicate anywhere you are communicating with your customers, the first step to doing that is knowing in your own mind what that is and then being able to form your communication around that. Let me give you um, an example of this from kind of a funny place. But... Uh, um, I I see this all the time in churches. Um, you know, I've mentioned before that I have a, a thick church background. I'm a person of faith. I'm a Christian. Um, and so I've been around church communities my whole life. And churches engage in marketing all the time uh, in a way that often actually feels gross to me <laughs> um, because it's, the, um, you know, spiritual matters. And um, anyway, that's a podcast for another time. <laughs> but um, but uh what I've noticed about the way churches do this is they, they advertise all kinds of things or they market themselves with all kinds of things other than what it seems to me is the most important thing at church, which is God. If you go to church, theoretically you go to church because you believe in God. And the thought of believing in God is actually like a remarkable idea, right? It's this notion that um, that there is... A, an eternal, infinitely powerful creator of everything who exists and is knowable in the world. Uh, and that's like, that's remarkable. If you've been around church cultures in your life, actually, this is true no matter what your faith background is. If you, you know, if you practice other faiths, 
the Christianity, so be it. Like, this would still be true in this case. If you believe that there is an infinite being in this way who is knowable, and if you gather with a community of people and you want to tell other people about that, uh, well, like, why wouldn't you do everything in your communication to talk about that? That's the most important, most interesting thing. Um, and the counterexample here is, uh, I think, in an attempt to do marketing or something or to allure people who have not been to church, I've seen churches do everything in their communication but talk about God. <laughs> so, for example, I once saw um, a, a mailer um, that was sent out from a church that was starting somewhere near me. It was just a mailer that got to my house. And and it was saying, we're a new church. Come this Sunday um, and be entered in a lottery to uh, a giveaway for a beach cruiser. I live 15 minutes from the beach, so it's kind of a local thing. So it's a beach cruiser bike. Um, and that that was like the hook. That was the hook on this, right? And I remember looking at that and thinking to myself, wait a minute, you believe that when you gather, you actually know, meet with, learn about, experience the God of the universe. And this is, and you're telling people to come for the bike, come for, come for a chance to win a free bike. Like you have your unique value proposition totally backwards. <laughs> like what, what in the world is happening here? Now I have no idea if that was effective. It might've been effective in some way or another. I, I'm not really sure. And you know, this definitely, I know this gets into sensitive areas and I'm, I'm not trying to step on that. I hope you're seeing my point here uh, that uh, that's the case. I, I saw another church. I drove bo- drove by a church and I always noticed their sign advertised the that they had loud music and that they had, um, good coffee. <laughs> and I was like, what in the world are we doing here? Like this, like there's a same for the exact same reasons that I was saying before. And so what seems clear to me in those cases is that they have not thought clearly about what actually is the most compelling thing. And the truth is some people might not be very interested in God and you know, they're going to, so you try this bait and switch kind of thing. And, um, I don't know if it's bait and switch, I don't want to be too negative, but you get my point. Um, Although I should say, my wife, when she saw the mailer, like immediately threw it away after she saw that I'd seen it because she knew that it would frustrate me and piss me off. So uh, that's probably also another podcast from the day, but it was probably wise of her to do that. In any case, I hope you see my point. Um, in the midst of a lot of possible things you could say about church, there's probably something at the center of it. And people might say there's actually other elements of church that you should you know, foreground a little bit more like community or something like that. But you get the idea. You get the idea of what I'm saying. And this is true in like all kinds of marketing stuff. So a lot of the work that I've done recently for one client has been working through their website and saying like, when you release this new product, what does it do for people? Really? What does it really do for people? And this ranges from like fairly complex software products to, um, to, you know, uh, to like training tools for like workouts and, and, and everything in between. And I'm spent, you know, I actually spent like an hour and a half yesterday on the phone with, uh, a, um, a, a guy from the company that I'm working with just working through, like, why do people buy this product? Like, what do you know? This guy's the product lead on this product. And it's just sort of like, it's a software product. He said, and, and I was just saying like, what is it really that this problem solves for people? And we spent like an hour and a half working through that question. It wasn't an easy question to answer. Software, I think, could be trickier like that. And as we did that, we then got down to a point where we said, okay, now from here, 
we can take another step forward and start communicating, thinking about a marketing plan. And it's all going to be built around this question of like, here's what we think it does. And, uh, and as it turns out, um, what it does for one type of user is actually different than what it does for a different type of user. Um, this gets into an example that uh, Dave Recook tweeted about recently. Dave um, is running all the marketing at Bamboo Earth from 4500 now, right? And um, Dave just put out an awesome thread. I'll link to it in the show notes. But an awesome thread about why Bamboo Earth for six months has continued to grow and continue to be successful and why it's been so good. And he, he highlighted a bunch of different things in there. In the midst of a very hard time in e-commerce, Bamboo Earth has really taken off. And so, you know, despite all the headwinds. And so... Um, one of the things he said was that when the team started focusing on just Bamboo Earth, one of the things they did was they focused also on clearer angles to all of their to for their the connect to connect their products to their customers, um, and basically saying like they just started saying more strongly and more clearly with a stronger sense of who their customer was. They, they defined who that customer was a little bit more and then they defined more clearly what this does for that customer and they just started talking about it. But what you hear in that setup, right, is that a lot of the work happened actually before they ever crafted a marketing message. The work happened to think about, okay, really who is this customer? Really what does it do for them? And then you think, how do you say that thing, right? That is kind of the concept of an angle in marketing um, because there are actually multiple different uh, customers for even the same products, and uh, and that would include, uh, and therefore you'd have multiple angles all communicating the unique value proposition relative to that angle and that customer and that product. For, so the skincare example, I've used this before, but it's, I think it's a really helpful example, right? You might sell somebody a moisturizer based on them having dry skin. And so the, their felt need, that customer's felt need is, I have dry skin, I don't want dry skin, therefore this moisturizer solves that dry skin problem for me. That's a very specific angle for a certain kind of customer. And so you would, you would lead your advertising, your marketing message with that angle, right? Um, then um, secondly, from, from there, using the same moisturizer you might have a different angle for a different customer who's concerned about aging gracefully, aging too quickly, um, aging quicker than they need to uh, uh, in terms of their appearance. And so for this customer, um, you would take the same moisturizer and you would make all your marketing message about um, how this helps you, uh, keeps you from premature aging, okay? And and that that's really helpful, right? Because same exact product, same exact thing, but... A, whole, a totally, really a totally different message, honestly, completely different message about how that hits those different people. So it starts with this sense of who is the customer? What is their need? What does this product do for them? And then your angle and your marketing message goes to there. And you actually might even develop unique funnels for those customers based on those needs, right? That might happen at the product level or at, excuse me, at the ad level, um, at the landing page level, and um, maybe even at the email follow-up kind of level as well. But that's the first work to do. And a lot of marketing goes wrong. A lot of website messaging goes wrong. Um, a lot of email goes wrong. A lot of advertising goes wrong on Facebook in particular when you just don't have enough clarity about what that issue is. So to come back to my uh, client I was mentioning earlier, we spent this hour and a half phone call and where we landed was there's a couple of main types of users of this software um, and they actually have almost exactly opposite primary uses for this software. And so we need to create two separate messaging uh, funnels, even though the software does both of these things, one one customer group uses it for value proposition A, one customer uses it for value proposition B, and 
that's it. Uh, like, and so now you have to actually communicate those two things differently. And that's now the next step is that this guy's going to go and sort of think about, the, okay, for, for customer A versus customer B, how are you going to do that? And you could play this game endlessly. Um, but that's really the challenge. Over, overall, everything that you do, what is that? Uh, here's another example. I have a, a furniture uh, uh, client right now through CTC. And, um, and that client sells really beautiful um, furniture. And the question is, what are you selling? What are you selling somebody when you sell beautiful furniture? Well, you could talk, of course, about uh, the materials in the furniture. You could talk about the, uh, the um, you know, if it's a sofa, you could talk about uh, what quality of leather it is, if it's a leather sofa or like, you know, I don't know. You, you know, it could be all kinds of different stuff, but that's not really what you're selling. And if you, and if you try and lead with this, this sofa is really, really comfortable, that might be completely true and actually something the customer loves about the sofa once they put it in their house. But probably then you're in this weird world of trying to compete with other people about, like who has the most comfortable sofa and that's going to be unprovable and difficult and blah, blah, blah. So that's not what you want to do. So instead the question is, what are you selling? Well, um, one of the guy, one of the, um, guys from that side, who's been in this business for a long time, he says, we're selling dreams. We're selling, we're selling people a sense of they they see our, our furniture and our ads and they go like, man, my living room could look like that and it would be amazing and it would make my life more, you know, something more beautiful, um, more comfortable, not comfortable just in the sense of like, you know, it's, it's a comfy seat to sit on, but sort of like I would feel more at peace in my house. I'd be more excited to show it off to other people. I'd feel a sense of accomplishment. I'm moving on from my Ikea furniture and getting, you know, whatever, all those things. So there's, so you're selling a dream and that becomes the whole value. Well, if that's true, then what does the advertising do in the midst of that? You know, now the language has to be formed by that. And what I like to do from here to, to sort of take this to the next level is first to find that stuff on paper as much as possible, right? Do everything you can to actually write those things out. Writing is an act of thinking. You might've heard me say this before. Um, and so actually doing the work of sitting down, cutting out your distractions and writing these things out in a format. Who is my customer? What do they care about? How does my product meet their need? And what am I gonna say? What is that unique value proposition relative to that? And uh, if you can communicate those things, or if you can get those things clear in your own mind, then you can take that next step of writing out, okay, now here's how this presents to a customer on a product page or on a landing page or um, in an ad. And uh, when you do that, um, my the way I like to do this is just to think back to like, I don't know, high school or early high school. I don't know when I learned this, but you might remember the five paragraph essay. This is like a, silly idea, like a, kind of a silly basic structure for thinking about how to write nonfiction. Um, but you start with a thesis statement, right? And the idea is like main point, intro paragraph. Here's what I'm trying to prove in this essay. Okay. Or here's my big point in this essay. And then you've got three supporting points in, in what follows. And, and then you have a conclusion, you restate basically, right? That little structure, though it, it's, you're not going to write an essay for all of your ads, right? But that little way of organizing information, that's really what I'm getting at. I think it's pretty helpful because if you're going to um, make a point about, um, about some product of yours, then you start with your thesis. You start with, 
Here's the main thing it does, okay? This is it. This is what it does for you. And that is the lead of your marketing messaging. You know, and so in the in the bamboo earth example, it would be like, you don't have to have dry skin anymore. This eliminates dry skin. And then you then support that point from there. And your messaging does that. And there's a lot of ways you could support that point, but that's the basic idea. And this is, you've heard me maybe talk about this creative structure before, um, but that's the way I would think about it is, uh, and then maybe restate somewhere as well. Whether it's video, whether it's copy somewhere, whether it's a landing page, you know, explain, support that point. Explain, argue for it, illustrate it. There's a few different ways you could do it. Um, and then and then reinstate. But that ends up being the key. And so much, so much website design that, that I think doesn't work very well, so much marketing that doesn't work very well, so many ads that don't work very well, fail at this level. They just aren't clear enough on what they're selling and why it's good, and then they don't do a good enough job explaining it. It's that simple. So this comes back to um, something I've talked about in the way I think about Facebook creative in general and ad creative in general, but it's much broader than that. And that's that's actually really what I'm going to get at today is this notion that it is um, that in all of your messaging, all of your communication, all of your marketing, everywhere you look, um, that, that that should be job number one. Clarity around what you're selling should inform everything else you're doing. If you can accomplish that, and if you can discipline yourself, it's, it's not easy work. If you can accomplish that, then you can get really, really far really fast. So maybe you've heard me say things like that before. Um, maybe this is a little bit of a reminder. I'm okay with that. I think it's something that I have to come back to over and over and over again in order for my marketing to be effective for people. I just miss on this. I get lost in things so fast and so easily. And so um, it's something that I was thinking about again with working with some teammates in a couple different places. And I thought like, man, how quickly I can forget um, this, exact, this exact thing. Uh, so yeah. Hopefully that's helpful as a reminder to you. Um, go check out Dave's Twitter thread. Really do that in the show notes about what happened at, at Bamboo Earth. It's really, really cool um, just to see how effective some things there have been. It gets into a lot of stuff we've talked about on this podcast and a lot of conversation broadly about sort of what's working in Facebook ads right now. It's really impressive work. Go check that out. You'll learn a lot. Um, otherwise, as always, reach out to me on Twitter at Andrew J. Ferris uh, and uh, rate, review, tell a friend, subscribe, all the usual stuff. We appreciate it so much. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time.